0: Good morning! How are you? you bunch of crazy camels? I do not know what else to say. Hey, it's me. It's your friend. It's us. We're back. Post-show, episode 55. Um, fun episode. It's good to be back in the swing of things, you know? Like, we actually talk about anime this time. Um, we talk about a lot of not-anime stuff as well, If that's also your thing, so, you know. Um, we catch up on Licorice Recoil season three we give a review on everything everywhere all at once now that i've also seen it newsfeed this week has some fun stuff we talk about the russo brothers and their ineptitude just kidding sort of not really um san diego comic-con the multiverse saga coming out of the mcu all those types of announcements some game of thrones stuff um lots of fun stuff in the news i then ask for some recommendations on what I should watch next in terms of anime, I give you a list. So if you're interested in that, I don't know. Listen to the episode. Um, Grant talks about Call of the Night and As Dusk Falls. I briefly bring up Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood because I can't go an episode without talking about it. Um, and then Grant talks about his experience watching the movie X. That's about it. Enjoy. Hey there, Grant.
1: Hey, Dave. How's it going?
0: Um, I'm doing great. I have nothing prepared to call you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's one of those weeks.
0: Um, I said compatriot last week. I think I was going to say something about a duo, mm. but partner seems lame. I don't know.
1: At this point, you're gonna all the ones that are at the top of your head are gonna be gone. You're just gonna have to yeah. have a master list taped to the wall. Just a big <laughs> just synonym <scratched> out. <laughs> list of synonyms <laughs> it's a real
0: pain in the ass um antagonist you're the antagonist to I my feel protagonist like
1: you, have you not done antagonist
0: i don't know i don't think so but <laughs> don't fact check me on that um are you having a pleasant week i am yeah it's only tuesday give it time um it can take a turn for the sure, worst always. always we've got some stuff to get through today mm-hmm. um a bit more of a normal show Compared yeah. to last week's where we just had to catch up on like a hundred things and we had to rush the ending a bit. I mean, I had to rush the ending a bit.
1: Anime is back, everyone. Don't worry. We're
0: going to talk about anime. <laughs> just hold on to your butts. Um, First of all, Grant did like, I think two weeks ago now, he did like a deep dive into summer anime um, where you watched a bunch of pilots. Mm-hmm. We watched one and... sick.
1: Well, Leanne and I watched six of them. God, I'm doing the Lord's work. And still more coming out. There's like I still have more to talk about. <laughs> good good grief. Um But I think among
0: them, and this truly is why, like, you're doing the you're doing like a lot of the ground level work and you're just sort of feeding me recommendations, which I think many of your recommendations have pulled off. Sure. Or have come through for me. Um but I think the one you threw my way was Licorice Recoil, or at least yeah. that's the one you said. You're, you were like, I'm 100% watching this.
1: That's the one, yeah, like, out of editing out it, it was funny because it was the first one we watched out of those six, mm-hmm. um, you know, a, after going through them all. And, you know, and that's also the one that, like, is has, like, you know, we're completely stuck to it. Like, we've been watching it week to week. We're really, really enjoying this show.
0: Yeah, okay, so I'm glad to hear that because I'm on it as well, and I'm caught up. Imagine well, we're it's like
1: Because it's only four episodes at this point, so it's a good time to be caught up.
0: Yes, so... Yeah. I think I put uh, like a still uh from that anime on in our Instagram this yeah. week. Um it's Takana. a really it's a really pretty anime. Yeah. Like it's, it's really well drawn.
1: It's you know it was so funny cuz I think I can't remember if we had talked about it last week or if we had made the observation when we actually recorded like the the summer preview, but it's um a1 pictures who does like we hadn't realized at the time they they did 86 they did kaguya sama you know it's just we were watching it and we're like there's something so familiar about this show like i can't put my freaking you know it's Mm. on like the tip of my tongue and then you know we did the research after and i was like oh like fucking duh like look at it like the you know the face models and the the like just if there's one thing the studio excels at is animating the normal like, you know, like everyday stuff, like the motions. I know exactly
0: what you're talking about.
1: And 86 knocked out of the park. It was so realistic. kagi is, you know, that and, you know, to the extreme. It's just like, again, pretty is, yeah. is putting it lightly. This the show thing, is awesome. It, it's,
0: it's funny you say that because 86 excels in so many places, though I, I still maintain that show has like a couple problems that if they solved it, 100%. it would take 100%. it from like a 7 to an 8, like overnight. Yep. But that said, one of the funny things is like, it's a great looking show but, like, the really cool environments and, like, the color and the character stuff sometimes is put in the backseat because yes. it's just like a mech show a lot of the time. Mm. Um, they just, it's like, comes down to some mech battle and it, it kind of, you forget about all the cool shit that they're doing otherwise mm-hmm. the like, sound design again there's
1: yeah always, there's some of these things they were like trying to you know juggle all at one time and at different moments some would like pop up more than others but i think the nice thing with you know the crisp recoil is it's very it's more even keeled like everything yeah. when the action kicks in you don't see like a huge change from the other moments which is you know you don't you don't, you can always see the sakuga turning on in a show mm-hmm. you don't notice it as much because it's kind of always there you know in little subtle moments like it's um but uh, well, we'll get more into it but there's a specific moment i want to talk to you about that honestly i've been thinking about non-stop interesting since, since it aired yeah okay
0: well i'm caught up you're caught up so should we give like a light spoiler warning sure for yeah. a currently airing show it's on episode four right now and that's where we're at tell me what you wanted to tell me about
1: well, it's just like, like, the I'm just kind of stunned by, again, like the everyday animation scenes. Like, you know, there's there's scenes of them, you know, there's lots of action in this too. And I think, you know, Leanne and I were talking about, there's a lot of like John Wick gunplay in this. You know, a lot of like pistols <laughs> to the chest, you know, like, uh, what do they call it? Uh, gunplay gun, or, or gun fu, fu. Yeah. gun Gun-fu. So like, it's a lot of like stuff like that, but... The, I think where they really excel is just like, you know, the conversations of like them kind of, you know, moseying around like the, the coffee shop, which is so funny, like, you know, kind of just like bombing around like there's a scene, I think it's in episode three, there's like that showdown between uh, uh, Takina and then the girl that ended up duking her after that botch mission. Oh, and, and they're like, training yeah. exercise thing. Yeah, and, she, and Chisato yeah. has experience with this girl, and there's kind of beef going on between the two of them. And there's, like, a scene, I can't remember if it's after the, that fight or if it's before that fight, but Chisato, like, picks her up and does, like, a spin, and it's just, like, just, like, the flow of, like, the their outfits and their hair. And it was, like, it wasn't flashy, it wasn't done, it just looked real. And, like, you know, the way they use wind effects in each episode, like, you know, if they're walking around... And it's even like there's a breeze you can see the breeze but it's like they don't put the emphasis on these moments like they're just sort of there it's there and it's natural it's not like there's like a big storm and like the obviously the hair is going to be kicking up it's just like you know it's like a sunny day and it's like a little bit of a breeze and their hair is moving around it's just i know what that reminds me of everything they do you know what that reminds me
0: of and how consistent like they're delivering this like just really high quality animation and it's not like a point like, a point to get to it, it's just always consistently great, is uh, Mm -hmm. Mushoko Tensei.
1: 100%. Very similar. Also, you know, uh, My Dress Up Darling was very similar to this as well. Like, you know, there is obviously moments of, like, the characters are still and talking, and they kind of, you know, it's they kill time by having them still, right? Mm. In these three shows, Mushoko Tensei and Dress Up Darling and this, like, they're constantly moving, and they have, like, the way people naturally are, like, they kind of, you know, it's not... Like, it's an anime, but I don't find it's, like, over-the-top anime movements, yeah. you know? It seems like they're really trying to... It just, like, you know, it feels real. Like, it reminds me of Arcane, too, in a lot that way. Like, the way people moved around was, like, not just, like, you know, cartoon motion and all that. It's, like, like normal motion. It's... Arcane's a different level. It's such... <laughs> Again, very, but, like... But I know what you mean. Two different animals. But, like, the, there was really an emphasis on, like, the everyday life. Or yeah. like in the worlds of these shows and you know you know, you and i love world building and, and kind of the world worlds themselves but yeah it's funny plot, wise, plot wise how do you like it though
0: um i i i think i like it like yeah i think what's good about this show and i've complained about this in the past i think like i have a hard time getting outside of my comfort zone and i sure. don't want to be like this one-dimensional you know if it's not attack on titan i'm not gonna like it kind of sure. anime person yeah. I think what's good about this show is that the tone and the plot are like, or no, let's talk about the plot first. The plot is interesting enough, you know, you know we gave a mild spoiler warning, but it's like a, you know, kind of an everyday uh, cafe workplace where everybody who works there is like kind of an underground government spy slash assassin Mm. that's well they're kind of
1: like it's kind of like the doghouse that's where like people from this assassination society sends like their duds or like people that aren't behaving or listening yes they kind of send them there um but yeah so yeah like a little bit of conspiracy a little bit this and that there's like an underlying mystery which they we found it weird in the first episode like how hard they hit the conspiracy stuff but it's building properly now. But that was the thing; it seemed out of place in the first episode. But by you get through the second one, you're like, oh, okay, they just kind of had to get it out. Well, of, I don't like,
0: know if you've heard what I've said about pilots; <laughs>
1: they're hard. Yeah. They're hard, man. It's a good pilot, though. I think it really sends the message of like what the show is. Like it's cute girls doing cute things, and then you know, no, actions is. and shooting, and like you know the the slice of life side of it all. It's really good pilot. So that's that's
0: where I was going. Is like the first part is pretty up my alley. I'm pretty straightforward, kind of basic with my taste in like, oh, you want some conspiracy, some slight action, mm-hmm. some like noir, not that this is no noir, but you know what I mean, like some conspiracy <laughs> yeah, yeah. type shit, like I've signed me up. And sure. then the slice of life stuff, the girls go shopping stuff, all that stuff is like very not normally where I'd come from or mm-hmm. what I'd be into. Um you know, like kaguya for example, I think is legitimately good. Yes. But it was also definitely not my thing, and this is like, this is clearly good and also a bit not my thing. But not so much that I can't watch it. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's pushing more, my boundaries in a good way. I think a like healthy way.
1: It's like you know, n- not to you know belittle it. But again, I'm not trying to. It's like baby steps, right? Like you don't you don't want to. No, jump that, that's into what like, it is. Yeah, you don't want to jump into like the biggest. Show of a certain genre of like that you've never done before because that's how you bounce right off things, right? You gotta, it, these are like these types of shows are good for that. To you know, you get the action, you get the conspiracy, you get like you know, the shopping trips and you know, the yeah, you know, the you know, teeing up the romances and friendships and all that. It's, yeah. I don't know, it's it's really, it's really fun. I really, I really like it. No, I'm,
0: I'm I'm here for it. I think it's like very positive, wholesome, fun, sakuga, it's light action, light. Yeah, it's like a fun yeah. watch. It actually is coming at a great time because. Spy Family kind of put me in the mood for this kind of stuff. It's actually yeah. eerily sp- similar in some mm-hmm. of its tone to Spy Family when you think about it. But, like, this is, like, a very natural progression. And I will also, like, note, like, I know we're not exactly breaking new ground with these takes because, I, as I understand it, like, Slice of Life, Slice of Life anime like this stuff is extremely popular. Sure. Um, yeah. It's just never really been my thing Mm -hmm. but anyway yeah no it's fun man it's a really good recommendation i'll watch it weekly like i did spy family um it's not like maybe the type of show where you pick out every little thing but it's beautiful to look at it's fun Mm -hmm. it's wholesome i like it i I did not like the shopping for panties yeah that was Um,
1: (laughs) that was like because that was the thing too we were wondering because you know we we were talking and i I was kind of like waiting for the ball to drop mm -hmm. a little bit and you know, I was just like, oh, what the you know, okay, maybe after the third episode, I was like, maybe we're not really going to, like, fully go in that direction, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the fan service department. And, then, you know, I was like, fourth episode, I was like, ah, okay, there it is. And I'm like, and, you know, it, I'm, I'm almost wondering if we might not even get moments like that again. Well, yeah. I mean,
0: this is the thing, right? Um, I'm not going to harp on this stuff too much. I think, like, if you've been listening to the podcast, or if you're new, like, Grant, myself, me, maybe a little bit more i really that stuff takes me out of an anime when an anime gets pervy towards its characters Mm -hmm. what i will say not that i'm out here defending it um is that there's a difference between having like a funny indulgent curious perhaps like plot line that like brushes the edges of like some sexual content there's a difference between that and then just, like, shows like Overlord and Fire Force. Over, overbearing, yeah. They yeah, just, yeah. they write it into every second line, and they make the character to kind of be out there to celebrate, like, all the simps and the, that whole culture. Like, I'm, that drives me fucking nuts. That's not what this is at all. This no. is, you know, this was remarkably tame and innocent it, in
1: comparison. And the whole gag of, like, you know, them wearing, uh, <laughs> wearing men's underwear, or men's boxers. Yeah. And, like, like yeah, like, I can do, I, this is like ready for work like yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is perfect it's, it was a pretty good game. exactly that yeah. played
0: in you know what i mean it was
1: somewhat relevant
0: it played into her whole bit like what's it the comes objective full circle you yeah know, it the
1: point. The whole point was like you know they were trying to you know make a gag it was it was like they were juggling they were trying to have their cake and eat it too right like they were getting the fan service moment in but they're trying to like kind of somehow bring it all together narratively like more joke wide. they're trying yeah. to like, bring the joke home but yeah no, I, Great it's, show it's, it's, I it's highly recommend. It. I r- I'm really digging this show. This is what I I'm, I'm actually enjoying this more than I ever enjoyed Spy Family.
0: Yeah, I would say it's a hair above, not a hair. It's a, it's above Spy Family for me. Mm-hmm. It's I think we had this tricky conversation last week where it's like the jump from a 7 to an 8 out of 10 is so big. It's like there's mm-hmm. so many variants of 7. Um and I'm not prepared to say like either of those shows are just sevens because I don't want to like downplay them. Sure. But it's like they're they're in the same range, but Licorice is definitely better. At least mm-hmm. at least the first four episodes of Licorice are maybe more engaging than I felt about Spy Family, though I will say Spy Family had a great fucking beginning. So For sure. Oh yeah. Um if you're in the mood for any of this kind of stuff, check out the pilot at the very least of Licorice and Spy Family, the entire first part is out on Crunchyroll, so yeah. you're welcome. Send the commission our way. Um Okay, we can probably move on, right? I think so, yeah. Um, I won't spend too much time on this because you've been done for quite a while. Mm. But I really want to talk about Barry. Yeah. We only just finally wrapped season three. So, you know, spoiler warning, how long has it been out, Grant? Like, at least a month, right? It's been a
1: month and a half now, maybe. Six
0: weeks. Spoiler warning for the season three of Barry. Because I think, like, part of what I want to talk about... Isn't like specifically plot, but it's gonna involve like plot milestones. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, first of all, it was fantastic. Yeah, um, a good season. So, so not what I expected. Like, I don't know. Barry the show does this weird thing where they make these giant fucking decisions that have immeasurable consequences on the show and the characters in it, and they do it like kind of casually and they do it mm-hmm. frequently. Yeah, I I was trying to think about the other day. Like I was watching one of these episodes when Barry had done like yet another really fucked up thing, Um, and like I was like, "God, like this really feels like a new low for him." And Mm. I was like, "I was like, well, wait, is it like doesn't he kill a bunch of people at the end of the pilot, and then he kills that Ryan guy? Or no, Ryan
1: gets killed by someone else, right?" Yeah, there was someone was trying to kill Barry.
0: But then the awful one is he kills his veteran buddy because he knows he's gonna go mm-hmm. to his wife like he's done some and that's in season one he's done some deplorable things
1: yeah he's a horrible human being
0: <laughs> sociopath right and it's just like sometimes it's somehow they're doing the whole breaking bad thing where like you're kind of with the protagonist of the show like along his journey down the rabbit hole um and i'm not saying i'm rooting for barry I'm just saying, like you get kind of detached in a weird way that he is, in a similar way that he is. You know what I mean? Because you're mm-hmm. you're with him so much, and it almost makes sense in his really weird, weird way. Um, I I don't know, man, but I think that the last uh, two episodes in particular were some of the best directed show episodes of the entire series. If I don't know if those are both Bill Hader, but I can't believe how good he is at directing or how good well, the show is at filmmaking.
1: I, I, I can't remember if he did the last two but i know like you know he he did like at least half this season so i am in you know there was not an episode that i did not like thoroughly enjoy this season mm-hmm. like they're all like so beautifully shot and whether he's directing himself he's very heavily involved in everything you know next season he's doing them all right so yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see you know the you know i guess at the end of the day when you have the same producers and executive producers like for the most part a show should flow one way and mm-hmm. have the same tone but you know when you have like the got one person doing the whole thing that's when you can really kind of make it you know look all the same way and techniques and all that so it's it'll be curious to compare the next season to the previous Dude, ones with him having full control
0: they just like shows don't i mean they do like i think that we're getting to to have like a better trained eye as far as like shot selection and cinematography goes and stuff like that but like in the last 3 episodes i remember there being like at least three a shot in each one being like okay regular shows don't do this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. like in episode six there's a scene of uh gene and he goes to ask this ex-girlfriend of his to like direct something about him yeah but the scene like watch that scene again they start shooting it in a mirror and like then they back out to reveal that it's a mirror and like that the audience was watching something double take the whole time (laughs) In episode 7 there's a Sally's character has a monologue where she walks into from a fully lit room into a dark background as like her mm. speech gets darker and darker and it's just, mm. it's all a oneer and she has marks to hit and, uh, and you know in the in the finale there's just so many great emotional confrontations where they just never cut and they shoot all the coverage at once. I don't know, I just the filmmaking like, it just seems to have gone under an upgrade. I don't know. It's it's so good.
1: It's, you know, I I love a show that, you know, we always talk about, you know, the length of the show, and, you know, you get to the end Ugh. of it, and you're just like, fuck, oh, my God, it's only been 20 minutes, or, like, 28 minutes, you know? Dude, this and is one of the best-paced shows ever. It's incredible, but, like, you know, the the show just has this thing where... I feel like I'm holding my breath for 30 minutes. Yes, dude. You know, and you're just kind of like, okay, maybe I'm, I'm glad it's 30 minutes because I can come up for air. You know, <laughs> like it just they, you don't want to. There's just you know the pacing, but they they jam pack so much into a small you know, you know we talk about you know, you know like live action like you know there's so much more you know they can put in around, but. The length I think is so key, right? Yeah. You know, like it's the jokes are fast, you know, the you know, blinking you miss it moments, like, you know, the settings, the you know, the all the foreshadowing they build into all the scenes and all that. Like, oh, it's just I was blown away. Like I I've already started like I'm I'm rewatching it. Like I'm halfway through again. <laughs> of course you are. And it's like it's so bite sized, like how can you not? Like it's no, one of the best shows of the year and it's like that, awesome. I can jump the, right back in. Dude, that's the funny part is like yeah. Every, like, you know, we both
0: live with our partners and it's like, there are shows I watch and there's shows that Sam's watches on Mm -hmm. her own. And I'm sure it's the same for you and Leanna.
1: Sure.
0: Right. And then there's the stuff you both like mutually agree is good and you budget time to watch that together. Mm -hmm. A lot of the time, just like my, my experience with TV, like a great example is Severance. It's like, oh, this, this is such a good show. Only watch it with me. But like it tends to be these heavy, heavy dramas Mm. that are an hour and you're like, okay, we're buckling in for the night, right? Like, you know, put the phones down. we got to be dialed in for this thing. Right. And that's how I always thought about true detective or severance or breaking bad or all these like really heavy hitting dramas. And Barry is absolutely in that class. It just happens to be like a tight 30 Mm -hmm. and it's just so much more digestible as a result. I don't know. Um,
1: it's, it's also yeah. easier to like sit down with your thoughts afterwards, you know, like. Yeah, because you're not spent, you
0: know what I mean? Yeah. You're not tired
1: from an yeah, hour. You, you didn't marathon, you know, like 50 minutes or an hour. Like, you know, the, the Stranger Thing, you know, finale like we had to, you know, break them down. Like there was episodes that were like almost two hours. And, yeah you know, is like, a great example yeah it's too much like we'd be breaking it down like watching 40 minutes at a time and coming back to it and you know like oh yeah that happened you know it was like you had to dissect it people that sat down and like binged because that's the weird thing too like if you sit down one night and you watch four episodes of something of like an hour-long show mm-hmm. hypothetically if, if, you, if you're you into binging mm-hmm. or you know or whatever i think there's a huge difference between like sitting down and those edited you know 48 minute episodes or 50 minute episodes versus like three episodes at like you know an hour 10 an hour 42 yeah. hours yeah. and a half like it's you know they're designed to be you know tight you know when you kind of make them big and bloated like that it's hard to like really take it all in i think honestly i think i'm we're gonna have to rewatch stranger things in certain points because there's just so much stuff that was just again i think they did the like the the finale was quite good this season mm-hmm. but just so much i don't know bear it, we're a lot bear it. right yeah
0: um the last thing I want to say on Barry, because you should watch if you're like listening to this and you're a big fan of Barry and Bill Hader in general. I've referenced this interview before, but it's just so good. I think it's called Y3. Just YouTube, Bill Hader, John Mulaney interview. Mm. And they interview each other at this conference in New York. And Mulaney asking Barry or uh, Hader about like his writing process. And they're talking about twists in the show. Barry and this is years ago he's in the middle of writing season two when he's do- when he's talking about this and he's saying like one thing I hated about so many shows I watched growing up and even recently is like the goal seems to be what's gonna happen when x finally finds out about y mm. you know what I mean like you know Breaking Bad what happens when Walt is finally caught or Skyler finds out or you know Dexter what happens when you know he's finally fi- found out and not that, like, anyone finds out about Barry, I'm just saying as an example, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. always, like, you're always dangling this carrot in front of the audience and trying to, like...
1: There's an expected result. Allow
0: it. it, yeah, and try to drag yeah. it out as long as you can while you show them the rest of the show. Um, or Severance, right? It's, you know, what's finally going to happen when, you know, their outies and their indies become aware? You know, and Severance did a great job with, with pacing in that regard, but... And Barry, like the big thing, like think about the finale of season one and what he has to do with uh, Janice and the finale of season two and like his actions and how that, how much that changes the dynamic of the entire show. And now with season three, like with his relationship with Sally and how this is going to change him and where things are with Fuchs and Cousinow, like the show just doesn't seem to be afraid to be like, fuck this, I'm turning everything upside down. Like, and that's his thing is like, the quote that I wrote down is like, he said to, like, one of the writers, they were like, so, you know, we got to start building towards when, you know, Fuchs and Barry have, like, a big enough argument or something, and then they go their separate ways, and Bill Hader was like, can't we just do the thing? Can't we do it in, like, episode two? Like, mm-hmm. do we have to build this for seven episodes in the background while Barry learns to act? He's like, no, the show is about Barry, mm-hmm. and what's, you know what I mean, and about all these people and what's happening to them. Let's not, like, just you know nitpick shit and like play 20 questions for six episodes and then have two of like huge plot progression barry just yeah, let's, goes let's for not it.
1: that let, let's not that be the inciting moment for the finale yeah You know, like let's just get it out of the way and let, let it naturally exactly. get its way to the finale yeah yeah. yeah. and you anyway
0: yeah so that's just a quick rant because barry is just it's not all gas no breaks it just seems to understand plot progression mm-hmm. or or handle plot progression and pacing better than a lot of shows that i've seen uh, and you know, the last little while. And at uh, 30 minutes, it's just such an easy slam dunk. I don't know how anybody couldn't watch it. So good. Okay, Barry. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Had yourself a movie night, did you? Had myself a movie night. <laughs> so, you know, I just said this, like, we're not going to go too long on this, and then we went a while on Barry. <laughs> but you reviewed this last week and basically said... It's really up your alley. And anytime you hit me with something like that, I'd take your Mm -hmm. recommendations fairly seriously. Sure. Or, you know, quite seriously. Um, So we watched it. I want to read the synopsis because it's hilarious. Um, This is a film, by the way, for anyone unaware. It's a movie. It's in like, you know, cute independent theaters. Otherwise, it's available on demand, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's where I I watched it.
0: Yeah. When an, inter- when an interdimensional rupture unravels reality, an unlikely hero must channel her newfound powers to fight bizarre and bewildering dangers from the multiverse as the fate of the world hangs in the balance. And it's not a Marvel movie. Uh, you could make a decent argument that it's almost an indie because it's quite a small film. Sure. Um, as far as its budget goes. In but... spirit,
1: <laughs> not in execution. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah which, I, dude, the thing that blew my mind last night was, or last week, rather, was that this thing was only made for 25 million dollars i i fact checked that it's accurate um you know i tried to find like some i tried to find some comparative movies but it's hard it's like how do you compare this (laughs) (laughs) because it's so ambitious and they're doing so much that you look at other movies and you're like, where'd all the money go if they were able to do this for $25 million? So I'd, I don't know. Like, for an example, Nope is in theaters right now. Oh, um, we're going to see that, I'm sure. that Nope was made for $68 million. Mm. Um, I think it has some VFX. Um, oh, I'm sure, yeah. Deadpool was made for 58 Um The first one? Yeah. Yeah. You get it. You know, obviously, now let's talk about like the higher end, right? Top Gun 2, $170 million. Doctor Strange, two hundred million. The Gray Man, two hundred million. The Gray Man, two hundred. Oh, dude, that one. Dude, you know what? We got to come back to that shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's just put that right in the news feed. Russo <laughs> brothers slash The Gray Man slash WTF. Um, but anyway. The Batman, one eighty-five to two hundred million dollars. You know, the, the last three are like blockbusters, very sure. VFX heavy, so they're not exactly fair. But I am telling you, go watch something like Nope or Deadpool. And in Deadpool, they don't exactly save the universe, right? There is like some cool stunt work, some choreography mm-hmm. stuff, some VFX, but it's not like a super VFX heavy film, and it was more than two times this budget. And then watch this movie, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and like tell me if you can account for the missing money, because it, I can't. I've never seen a movie look so great made
1: yeah. with so little. It is, it's just, you know, the the ingenuity of the, of humans, I find. Like, the minds of, like, another human being. Like, I was just, yeah. every, it was moment after moment, I was just blown away at, like, the love and tender care that went into, like, these effects, you know? Like, these are made, a lot of these were probably made by people. Yeah. You know, and just, it, you know, it reminds me of, like, you know, the, it, what I was watching this movie, I kept thinking of Jurassic Park, you know? Like, you know, you know it's, anim- or you know there's, like, uh, the uh, like CGI or VFX or whatever, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, you know, like I think that's a big fucking dinosaur they have on screen right now. Like mm-hmm. it's just, it was just so believable. You know, they did a bit of both. They blend, they blended them, and I think that's why this movie was just so eye catching. Is because <laughs> there's a lot of practical and there's a lot of VFX and there's just it was just like a perfect <laughs> mingling of the two, and it's it's just like it's hard not to call. You know, I'm only gonna point it out because it's a multiverse movie and it's, you know, on everyone's mind. Like shame on freaking Doctor Strange. Like Yeah, man. Come on, man. <laughs> the,
0: no, like I'm I'm glad you brought that up because you know, multiverse movies and you know, there's more on the multiverse stuff coming later in the newsfeed section of the show, but like it it's just such a fun excuse and I say this in a fun way. Like it's such a fun excuse to be like, Okay, how creative can we get? Yeah. You know? And a lot of long running shows and franchises out there eventually have like a multiverse episode you know simpsons sure. has done it family guy has done it the mcu has done it you know name a star trek show that hasn't done it like they everyone eventually like gets their at bat with this sure i think the great part about this is that this isn't like a franchise film it's at its core about family and about relationships but it gets all the fun parts of being like i'm i also yeah. yeah yeah i want to do the whole multiverse thing I don't know, man. This this movie is rated ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> it's getting a second running right now in theaters because people are loving it too. There's yeah. more footage in it, yeah. Um, so really, really, really cool. Um, I can How funny was that? Raccoonie dude was some of the funniest shit ever. The <laughs> hot dogs. thing, like, it, dude.
1: I told you not to trust her.
0: <laughs> yeah, like this is one of the funniest movies. And Heartfelt at the same time, the family stuff, just, oh my heart. But beautiful, beautiful movie. This is one yeah. of those things, like, every now and again, you see a movie, and you're like, this is what fucking movies are about. Yeah. And, like, this is one of those for me. You know what I mean? Um, I knew you'd love it. I mean, I was watching yeah. it,
1: I was like, fun. I wish I could have been in the room watching it for the first time with you. Yeah. It's, just, it's just one of those movies you... You know, every every now and then you see one, and you just think of the person who you know this would be like a dead ringer for. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, wow, Dave, you gotta see this. Yeah. Uh, did, uh, did Sam watch? Yeah, she did. She loved yeah. it. She did? Right on.
0: Yeah, man. This was, uh, I remember, just, like, there's just so many moments where we we're just looking at each other, like, what is going <laughs> on? But they just toe the line so well between absurdity, but I'm still following. Yeah. You know what I mean? God, I don't know what that was.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> it makes me i want to go back and watch their first movie which i heard like again had a lot of like Swiss army man Swiss army man like had a lot of critical acclaim people oh, said yeah. like it's a lot of the same weirdness and yeah. you know like really trying to like hit home a message with you know doing their telling the story their way and, you know, the best way they can. And kind of, you know, similar indie fare. Um, it's the Daniels, it's, right? Daniel Kwan and Daniel Schneider? Schneider. I think Schneider yeah, yeah, something like that. I can't remember. I think you told me last week. But, but yeah, so it's, I don't know, really good movie. Highly recommend to anyone. It's Rent it. it just, rent it. Pay money just, for it. Oh, you my know, God.
0: This movie's made over $100 million. They've quadrupled their budget. Mm-hmm. But, you know, box office runs on, uh, on dollars. And it's like, you know, I'm sure this thing is going up against, like... It's probably going up against scenes. Top Gun or some shit, right? So like,
1: it had everything. It had like you know, awesome you know martial arts scenes. Dude, the had, you know, fight choreography like this. Unreal. This movie Michelle Yeoh is make a it... motherfucker. Oh, she's so fucking awesome, dude. Oh, Goddamn,
0: dude, Michelle Yeoh. I don't understand. I don't understand this woman. She doesn't age. No. She um she's all class. Her performance is fantastic. Her stunt work is fantastic. The choreography, the dedication. This is like we've talked about like what makes a great comedy a lot of the time is like people should really, really, really take themselves seriously. Yep. And she doesn't break for a second. And then when there is need for emotional stuff, nails it.
1: Like just so well cast. You know who's also great was Jamie Lee Curtis. I was just gonna say she was <laughs> tremendous. She's but she's like I feel like she's always been in these types of movies. Like she's never she's always you know whether it's indies or, you know, big budget Hollywood movies, like she she her range is tremendous. Yeah. Like, and it's such a weird role too. And you know, that's the nice thing too. Everyone gets to play so many different types of roles in the movie. Right. And just, just seeing her go from, like, the super, like, you know, kind of grumpy uh, IRS woman to, like, you know, the, the relationship they had. Like, the hot dog hands. Yeah. Scenes that do them, like, watching. Like, it was like almost like a silent movie. They weren't really talking to each other. Yeah. It was all, like, facial expressions and body language. And I was like, wow, like, their point is really getting across right now. It's it's tremendous. Yeah. I,
0: I don't want to butcher the names, but I have to. The other two big ones in this in this uh, movie, do you know their names? The daughter is, uh, character name is Joy. Yes, and she played. She's played by Stephanie Hsu. i U. I'm sorry if I'm killing if I'm butchering that.
1: I I think this is the first thing I've seen her in. Yeah.
0: Um, I don't. I, I she looks so familiar to me. I just cannot place her. Um, I don't know what else that she's been in. But I also really want to shout out the guy who plays the dad, oh. Wayman Wang. Dude, his name K Hui Kwan. Mm-hmm. Sorry, dude. That guy broke my heart in that movie. Like. Oh. He is so good. He, again, like you mentioned earlier, like one of the great parts about the multiverse thing is like you get to play so many versions of one character. Mm -hmm. And that guy was just fantastic. It's so cool to see actors create variances of themselves.
1: And to hear like, you know, I think we had talked about this last week, like his story, because he was talking about how, um, because he was like in Indiana Jones, like as a kid, he was like a child actor. Okay. And he was in all these big roles and he was kind of getting like, um, he was kind of get like put into a lane of like, you know, this, you know, borderline like stereotypical parts. And he was just, you know, like enough of this. And I think he went behind the camera and, you know, started doing stuff there. And I think he had seen, um, uh, Crazy Rich azens And he was like Fuck this He's like I want that He's like That should be I should be Like in a, oh, a movie like Oh you told like me that. about this Yeah And he went And he went And started auditioning again And he got this role Like he hadn't done Like any Like serious oh, yeah. Like major roles In a long time And he's so Fucking good in this Like mm-hmm. My heart breaks for him At so many points In this movie Like the jumping back And forth between The confident Waymond And you know Like the one who's like You know Trying to divorce his wife <laughs> And he's like miserable Like oh my god Like
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Incredible uh, unbelievable do yourself a favor see that movie pay for it in one way or the other um it's it's really really worth your time if there's like one thing you pull out of the podcast just watch that movie it's fantastic Mm -hmm. um okay let's talk some news yeah you know let's get back to the russo brothers in a second because they're obviously related to the mcu i think for you know they'll their careers will probably be defined by the mcu for a long time Um, But San Diego Comic-Con happened. All manner of things were announced. Um, I don't have it in me to go. You know, we're not a coverage show. Mm. Like, we're not going to do here's the 12 biggest headlines you need to know. That's not us. Go to ID10T or something. Where do they go, Grant?
1: (laughs) I don't know. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? IGN? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
0: Google it. But, you know, what I think is... The closest thing that's probably relevant to our show is the MCU. You all right there, bud? Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, we good. Um, the, the thing that's probably the most relevant is the MCU for us. Mm. Um, so, they announced the Multiverse Saga. A whack load of stuff. And, like, the next two phases. Oh, yeah, you know what? I've got it in front of me, so there you go. Um... The next two phases of Marvel films and releases for the next four years or three, at least four, th- at least three, maybe four, depending on how the time actually lines up. Mm. You know, what's actually blowing my mind as I look at this like little breakdown? I haven't seen quite a few movies in Phase Four. I never saw Eternals or Black Widow.
1: Mm. Well, you can skip those, I think.
0: And I only watched Shang Chi half awake. <laughs> um, Shang Chi was good. Thor Love and Thunder I just saw. The last movie of Phase 4 is going to be Black Pan- Panther Wakanda Forever, which is coming
1: out this year. Oh, that is this year. I thought that was next year for some reason. Yeah, November 11th. Oh, shit. Okay. Did you see the trailer for that by chance? I did not, No.
0: Lots it's been all of, over all
1: over the internet. I think that was like one of the big things out of, of Comic Con this weekend for sure. Yeah, uh,
0: just because it's like it has an interesting tone. It's got people very torn on like how are they going to do this and blah blah blah. But anyway, what I'll very briefly say to cap off the San Diego Comic Con thing is they announced the Multiverse Saga. So that like Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, Quantum Mania, Guardians Three, The Marvels Blade, they're doing mm-hmm. Captain America Four, New World Order. Uh May 2024, something called Thunderbolts. I, I don't know what that is.
1: That's like villain. It's like uh, Suicide Squad oh. but from Marvel. I think.
0: Um Fantastic Four November 2024.
1: That's gonna close everything out, right?
0: Um and no and then two back to back Avengers movies within the same six month period. Avengers: The Kang Dynasty, followed six months later by Avengers: Secret Wars. That's Both. the
1: big... One. I, I think those are, like, what's yeah. on top of everyone's minds um,
0: right now. It is. Uh, and those are May and November of 2025, respectively. Huh. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I know Secret Wars is a really, really big thing. Um, I'm really interested in the whole Kang stuff. Um i think like the hot take we had on this podcast was that i won't speak for you but like i personally was really not a fan (laughs) of the kang the conqueror that was depicted at the end of loki season one Mm. i saw some funny um take on reddit and like honestly is like one of the only dudes one of the only people i've seen agree with me or us on not loving that performance because everyone else you know marvel just nom, 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 nom. sure yeah, um, it gets eaten up yeah but one one person said oh do you think since it's going to be a multiverse saga maybe the guy who played kang intentionally give a bad performance so that he can give a more nuanced one <laughs> later oh, on oh my God. <laughs> that's the
1: whole thing right like there's like it's just we just saw a kang not the kang it's just a kang you know right? yeah so it's you know, it's uh, just because this one didn't hit doesn't mean another one won't. Yeah. You know, so, so it is. Yeah. I was curious because, like, I, I, I knew Kang was like this, you know, big bad. And, like, obviously he was going to be used in a bigger property, not like a Marvel Plus show or Disney Plus show. Yeah. um, But it is nice to know concretely, like, he is going to be the focus. And, like, the Avengers movies are the biggest of all their movies, right? Like, you know, whoever's in them. And that's what I'm curious, too, is, like, who are going to be the Avengers for these movies? um yeah yeah um i mean like do you
0: think any of the og crew will be
1: around no i think they're building like up to this moment i think i think the next couple movies are going to be key because yeah the after guardians like they're out like this is their last one they've said this is the end of all their stories yeah maybe um
0: maybe they take what's his face from guardians will will poultry
1: Oh my God!
0: No, but no, but they are yeah. introducing him.
1: But I wonder if that's gonna, because that's the thing. Like this is gonna be probably a more, again, a more cosmic story. It's gonna be maybe less to you know Earth if you want to call yeah. it that. But I don't know. It's just well, everything there's... seems so up in the air. Like none of these announcements did anything for me this weekend. And no, I me neither. And I don't think it's based on the success or our enjoyment of any of their shows. I think it's just like, it's just so open and fake. Like, you know, like there's nothing really to grab onto at this point. Maybe maybe there is, and I'm just missing it. Well, it could be, it could be different
0: because the release schedule has been so odd and COVID impacted things. And it's hard. They, they really ended well on phase three, right? With Endgame and Spider-Man three. And like, just since then, there just hasn't been. In all of phase four. Listen to this. Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, Spider-Man, No Way Home, Doctor Strange, Thor 4, Black Panther yet to be released. Like, is there anything in there that really took over the world? I would say Spider-Man, No Way Home. Yeah. But so that's what, one out of seven so far? Like, if you look at phase three, it felt like that was nothing but money. Yeah, those heavy hitters. Really, really really classic.
1: A lot of their classics were in Phase Three.
0: Yeah, and you know, Civil War and uh, the the the, uh, Avengers Infinity Stones uh, saga coming to a close and all that. So yeah, I don't know. Like to your point, I didn't even think about the Avengers thing. Like, I bet Sam Wilson will be there as the new Cap. I guessing Brie Larson might be there. She was like a late addition to the current Avengers. Mm. Maybe Thor um shang chi will probably be there
1: oh yeah shang chi well, oh sorry that that was the other thing i, I really thought they were going to hit it home and do like a young avengers thing yeah so i'm wondering if that's what this is and that's why they're not like they're kind of keeping that th- those cards close to their chest yeah. closer to that date you know but... is blade part of the avengers in the comics <laughs> i don't think so but that would be fucking awesome i mean they're <laughs> I doing they're a blade like... movie in the middle no, of I know. all this i think that might be like in the universe but like more or less on its own yeah. would be my guess yeah
0: um Maybe Tom Hiddleston comes back for Loki. I don't know. Like, Ant-Man, you know, it feels like Paul Rudd's closing the, the chapter here. I, I don't know.
1: Well, the other thing, too, You're right. A
0: lot is in the air.
1: The other thing, too, and I... I or, I wait, the Eternals are probably thing. involved, right? Yeah, no, they're done. All of them are gone. Oh, really? Uh, no, I'm not, I imagine none of them get a, a successful Marvel career after that. Oof. Um, They're going to pull the ones they liked, obviously, but... Uh, yeah. No, because um, D23 is in September... Mm. And apparent, I think that's where, like, they really hit home, like, the plan. So I think oh. whatever we're missing from this announcement is probably going to get... We're going to have information sooner than later. So, you know... The, Interesting. I think this is just, like, kind of like a tee-up to, like, the, the real heavy-hitting announcements for okay. the rest of their shows. Like, their shows and the movies and in between. Like, you're trying to tell me they're not going to announce more Spider-Man stuff? I'm, I'm really curious, just because, like, like, it sounds like... T- uh, Tom wants out. I, I
0: always mix him up. Tom Holland kind of wants to wrap up, um, but I think he might be contractually obligated. And uh, I'm curious what they do with Spider-Man. Um, mm. Very curious. Actually, semi-related. Tom Holland, MCU. Let's get back to that Russo brothers thing. Um, I I find it interesting. I bet you know this. The audience may not. Like the Russo brothers have helmed what many consider to be the most successful. At least either critically and to an extent box office wise, um, Marvel films ever they mm. did. They started with Winter Soldier. They did Civil War, and then they did the last two Avengers films. The most recent of which is currently the highest grossing film globally of all time, mm. not adjusted for inflation. Um, just making note of that. But like you know, they have their names on like the highest grossing movie ever.
1: I think it was like... Their names ring out, for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah they're they a really big deal. And then they, you know, had, they were very excited to exit the MCU and get back to making films, and they were talking about it a little bit, like, you know what, we're gonna take Tom Holland, we're gonna do this, like, really intimate um, story about the uh, opioid epidemic and how it impacts veterans and stuff. That's something that's, like, close to our hearts. And they put out this movie, Cherry, with Holland, which is currently sitting at 37%. On uh, Rotten Tomatoes, and and I mean like you know how critics can be kind of precious, but it's hard. Like Russo brothers, Tom Holland, like that just sounds like a winning combination. Sure. And apparently, it's just over directed to shit, and it's just mm. uh, had a rough go in the edit. And then uh, the most recent one is The Gray Man. It people are like dunking. It's at forty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and it costs to somewhere to the tune of two hundred million dollars to make for Netflix. I've seen and uh ryan gosling and chris evans like how do you mess that up
1: that's i don't know to me like I, the thing is i don't actually know what everyone's gripe is with the agreement because i do want to watch it because i'm fascinated i was actually really looking forward to it Of <laughs> course, i was too and, and you know it's like i'm trying to like you know not, i i don't like reading too many movie reviews just because i like going in as fresh as i can for a movie mm-hmm. all i know is like i feel the temperature but i don't know the reasoning it's just like everyone's like ah what a, i think it's just I, I don't. I really don't know what it is. Like I, I have no idea. So I'll be curious to watch it and I'll have a better idea. But, no, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they produce so many good stuff. Like again, everything, every all at once. Dude, are producers behind, on that. You know, I'm sure like they were very key in getting a movie like that made. So it's like they're not like. There's all this evidence of like them doing such great things, and then
0: maybe they're actually the secret on how all that amazing VFX came through. Could be. Fair. Like maybe they had connections, or maybe they just knew how to you know like stretch a dollar or something not like you ever need more money when it comes to marvel but they just had you could argue that like as a pair of directors they have had probably more vfx experience between their last four mcu movies than like most directors out there mm. you know what i mean just due to sheer
1: exposure and uh they're gonna do another gray man movie so was that? are they really asked? yeah uh today or yesterday they said they're uh approved to do another one why ryan gosling's coming back (laughs) really (laughs) yeah i mean i really like ryan gosling so i do too he's he is like him in action movies it just works i find like okay well
0: wait this is how we find out if we're soulmates love it or hate it just say it don't think i'm gonna say the name ready drive yeah i love it okay obviously (laughs) Good. I'm just making sure. That's a relationship tester. It's like making an, I- an Ikea like frame when you're okay. like six weeks into a relationship. That's like You have to test it and make <laughs> we sure. We don't
1: successfully build this calax. I <laughs> want a divorce. <laughs> you're out. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, okay. That's San Diego Comic-Con and Russo. And...
1: $200 million. Jesus Christ.
0: Tough, eh? Actually, speaking of... This is a good segue. Can't, speaking of lost money um did you hear about this game of thrones prequel that got canned back in 2018 that just came out 30 million dollars fucking down the shit <laughs> they spent 30 million dollars on a pilot now to be fair like it's not like 30 million dollars goes into one tv like one episode mm-hmm. of television like that headline is a little inflammatory and misleading what is more likely the case is HBO spent a totality of $30 million hiring writers, you know, like putting them in a think tank for eight minds, fleshing out a world, getting producers, finding talent, spending resources to cast it, spending resources to find directors, then the actual cost of making said episode. Um, but yeah, like the whole thing cost them $30 bucks. I think it was supposed to be about like the long night. Mm. Um, in Game of Thrones, and it was going to be called Blood Moon, oh. and uh, apparently George R. R. Martin like watched it and was just like, "Nah, fam," "Any <laughs> hey. hey for me, dog?" <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a pass on this one." That's gonna be a no for me, dog. Um, so funny.
1: <sighs> it's crazy. Uh, like, did it, like really come down to like his his say on it? Or yeah, I mean, like it's
0: a- his. I, I'd be curious to see the exact contract, but my understanding is like it's his IP. He, he if Dad says again. no,
1: damn. He's he's giving it the Lucas treatment, right? Like the <laughs> is difference. What did he was saying this weekend? Fucking pissing all the fans off. Who? He's like uh, uh, George R. R. Martin. What was he saying this time? He well, because there was like the uh, the Ho- House of Dragons, you know, panel and all that, and he was there and he was talking about how <laughs> uh, he's like, yeah, 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 don't worry. He's like, um, I know uh, the Winds of Winter there is like you know a little behind or whatever. He's like, so I promise I'm not going to take any more acting roles. In any of uh, my, you know my coming shows or shows based on my properties and you know I e like House Dragons or any other sequels, <laughs> and everyone's like all excited and all that and he's like, yeah, so uh, you know and uh, you know th- that way in a couple years I'll have like the book out there, <laughs> dude. <laughs> and just, like, and he he wrote I he because he has like a blog a eh, which I I've never read any of the books I plan to but like. I, I read his blog every now and then. Very, very interesting character. No, dude, it's so funny. I was about to bring up the blog.
0: The, and, the I'll go, I'll go. Um, the problem is, or the interesting thing, if you're a fan of George R. R. Martin or of A mm-hmm. Song and fi- of Ice and Fire or Game of Thrones, any of those properties, check out the blog and or check out the subreddit. Be- oh, yeah. Because he's been blogging for so long yeah. that like, there's just absurd glimpses into the problems that he encounters as a writer and like he kind of is a little bit more open than a lot of writers out there about what he's struggling with from like a narrative perspective and because of these struggles and like how open he's been about it in the past this is why i think he's never finishing it like Mm. i think he's written himself into a corner and he might just keep restarting or doesn't know how to solve a particular storytelling issue like, a, or structure problem. or I don't know. Like, I mean, he's over a decade late at this point, but it's pretty well, fucking he's, nuts.
1: It, it was interesting because, like, you know, the, the one, one of the most recent ones about, was specifically about, like, you know, where's, you know, this next book at, and just really breaking down of, like, essentially, like, talking, like, this is how, like, my brain works. Like, you know, fucking, like, throw me a bone here. He's like, if, if it doesn't work for me, it doesn't work. It, it, it's really hard to put, like, his words, like, you know, mm-hmm. into perspective. But it's, it's a, if you're interested... You know, we talk about like uh, you know the behind-the-scenes stuff with Barry. You know, sometimes you can get hands-on with creators and stuff like that. Authors are a little different, mm-hmm. especially when there's like a big story to write and there's more to come. It's a really fascinating window. The dude, he's a very, regardless of what you think of the guy, he's a very fascinating cat. And this blog, oh, is just, like kid. you would said, there's some really like nice nuggets of like, you know, just fun reads on on his blog. So check that out. Big time, dude. All
0: right, uh, is that it for news D- or? Is there anything yeah.
1: else? One random little thing: Did you know Keanu Reeves had a comic book? Oh, that came out last year or this year. Berserker. Berserker had no idea it existed. Ne- I've never seen it. Is it any good? I have no idea. I, literally, I found out about it as I read the article, but hmm. it's getting an anime adaption by Production Ig. So, like, oh, but it's like him. It's literally it looks like him. That's it's like he, cool. he wrote it with someone else, but he wrote it. It's not like he, some
0: he, artist like using his like.
1: It is his, you know using him like he is the character but huh. I, apparently he was involved in the writing it writing of all it. that's pretty fucking so, cool so that is gonna be some some anime
0: I'm down with that hell yeah, yeah dude or eats man you can't uh, you can't go, can't wrong, go wrong with wrong. that <laughs> no you can't um I'm gonna punt it to you sure from here I don't like I have some stuff I can talk about it's just your stuff is probably cooler
1: sure um did you happen to check out the uh, pilot of call in the night
0: no nah, I'm a shitty friend
1: Okay. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> but I, no. I, um, I, I do, I do I want to talk about that show. But I would, per, I think it, the conversation will bear more fruit if you had watch it there's, there's very specific. It, it's, it's not everything all, everywhere all at once. And I'm, am not in love with the show by any means. But there's a lot of stuff that are just like okay. Dave, Dave and Grant bait, and it'll be fun to talk about that. Okay. So maybe next week we'll, we can talk about
0: that. Well, here's okay. Maybe, maybe I'll bring this up really briefly then to you, my co-host. And to also the listener, if anyone's interested, like, I kind of have, have you heard of the term, uh, paralysis by analysis before? Like I have so many options that I'm just like Mm. frozen and I don't know what to choose. Sure. And like on my list, yeah, there's two movies and movies are easy to get out of the way. Right. But I haven't watched drive my car yet and I haven't watched Nope. And I want to watch both of those. Maybe we can do Nope together. Um, but the next is, like, the next big anime I want to really give a go. Mm. And there's, like, these really, really big ones that we've talked about that I've never done. Like, I've never, we never did Trigun or Samurai Champloo, Call so of funny, the Night. funny, Joey
1: just start. Joey's, like, 20 episodes into Samurai Champloo. Really? And he messaged me, he's like, dude, watch it. So. <laughs> I, it's apparently fantastic. Yeah, he said, I should, I should read what text. Anyways, but uh, he's he's really digging that one. But there's these other big ones like Fooly Cooly. Have you ever heard about that? That is like the one I need. It's like punk rock oriented. Yeah. Like I really, I really um, want to check that one out. I, I never where to f- f- find it though.
0: Uh, I th- okay. So on Fooly Cooly, there's like three seasons, but I think like the first one is like the cool one.
1: Apparently, the sequels are the sequel seasons are not good.
0: exactly. So yeah. the original one I haven't been able to find yet, but seasons two and three are like are on Crunchyroll. Country. Yeah. Um. But I think I can find that. And then I'm also debating on Trigon, Steins Gate, and there's one other big one. And the reason I think it's a big one is because it's like the number one result, or it's a very frequent result of like, what do I watch now that I finish Neon Genesis? Okay. <laughs> and it's uh, Serial Experiments Lane. Oh. I don't know what it is, um, but it's a 1998 anime. So Serial Experiments Lane, Steins Gate, Trigon, Cooly, Call of the Night, Samurai Champloo... Whatever else. Like, I'm just trying to figure out what else to watch. Call of the Some Night classics. is, like, currently airing, right? That's the only yeah. modern show.
1: Yeah, episode four is uh, t- uh this Thursday. Okay,
0: so let's talk about that. But think about it on your end. And then also, okay. listener, like, if any of those classics you have really strong feelings about, let us know. And, you know, we'll consider I've always been curious about Science Gate, too. That's
1: another one that's just been kind of, like, staring at. Like, eh, what are Dude, you about? I
0: think I, like, started... It's definitely... I think it's trippy time travel related but like it's considered you know a top like it has a lot of critical acclaim that may, you know that might be a fun one for me and you to do together because like you know with Ava you saw it first but I didn't with Cowboy Bebop I saw it first but you didn't mm-hmm. we got to do Sunny Boy together and like a couple others but like I think Steins Gate is considered like you know rare ground so maybe maybe we try to coordinate that one
1: mm. anyway Tell me about Call of the Night. Uh, no, we'll hold off. I, I, I really, I think that's a conversation we should have. Like, when, when you've at least seen the pilot, because... Oh, uh, okay. There's... I'll put it at the top for now. Yeah. Narrative-wise, I'm really not digging Uh-oh. what they're doing. A strong it's endorsement. Just, well, it's just, it's just done it, but it's like, the, everything else around it is just so high caliber. Yeah. And it's like... You know, it's just, I think this, like, the where the story's going kind of creeps me out a little bit. It's just relationship wise and. Oh, good. Yeah. It's, <laughs> this isn't really, I can't wait no, to tune I, I in. I know it, but that's the thing. It's so, it's a fascinating watch just because, like, everything else about it is just like, whoa, yes, like, let's go. And, like, you know, I don't I don't give a fuck about Fancer. I don't want to sound like, come off like a prude there. Like, mm. you know, I loved, you know, Dress Up Darling, and that's probably one of the horniest shows I've ever watched, you know? But, like, I don't know, there's just something about Call of the Night that just kind of. It doesn't sit a hundred percent with me.
0: Sometimes things can make you uncomfortable, and that's yeah. all right. Yeah. In but, fact, uh, you should voice your discomfort.
1: It, anyway, it is a good show, but I I would like to. All I can say is color. I think once you watch, I can't wait to talk about color with you. Okay. Uh, when you watch it, but. Um, all the colors of the wind. Colors of the
0: wind. <laughs> okay. Um... All right. What else? What else? Do you
1: want to talk about some Full Metal?
0: Yeah. So I'm in the process.
1: You know, I feel, I feel bad being such a stand for Full Metal Alchemist. Do you know what Leanne upstairs watching right now? Really? Yeah. Full Metal Brotherhood. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I need a show. I'm like, don't wait for me. I've watched it three times. Just go for it. I'll jump in when I need to. Do you know how far <laughs> in she is? Why would um, she not tell me this? It literally just started tonight, because, um, oh, okay. well, here's a good little segue, too, because like, Dr. Stone, like, the, the special, or the one episode, Still completely hooked her. It. I'm a bad dude. You should check that out, for sure. I know. Before I know. you jump into a new show, you should definitely watch that. But she watched it, she's like, oh, I'm all about this show. Oh, well, you she, told
0: me that last week, yeah.
1: She ripped through the first two seasons in Jeez. a couple of days. The first two? So isn't she done? Yeah, she's done now. Wow. So she's like, I need a new show to watch, and I'm like, well, a an middle. Oh, yeah, well, she's at home, you know. True. With the baby, so the baby sleeps a lot. So she's like, I gotta watch anime. Yeah, but um, you gotta but yeah. raise him to that background noise. He's first weird first word is gonna be Japanese. Oh my god, he doesn't know. Well, we we're we in the hospital. I was bored. And I'm like, oh, what am I gonna do? Oh, let's see what One Piece is about. <laughs> you know? I think she sent me a
0: picture of that. It's like you- baby in one hand, watching anime on the on the first other. First
1: time in a long time, I watch anime on my phone. So well, I think I <laughs> I burned that into you that uh, you can't you can't do them wrong like that. But, uh, but, yeah, no, she restarted because it's been a while. We got through, like, the first five episodes uh, a couple months ago. So, so a Full like, Metal? A Full Metal. So nice. she's like, I'm just going to start over fresh. So I'm sure yeah. we're watching for the rest actually, of the Actually, you know what? So, you know, I, I,
0: I don't think I have to give a spoiler warning for, for Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. It's 20 years old?
1: Yeah, close to that. Yeah.
0: Um, the, so, you know, I know the show pretty well, and I'm actually, uh, I'm just getting ready to buy uh, my fourth or fifth edition of the manga, and I'm going to slowly try and collect that as I go. But I've rewatched it countless times, and I just know the beats of the show fairly well at this point. And, you know, Sam's watched a decent amount of anime at this point, but it's, sure. you know, I'm trying to get better at curating to her taste and not just being like, here's the thing that I like. You're going to mm-hmm. have to like this. Um, but I thought Full Metal might be good um, because the dub is so well respected. Like, it's genuinely good. I was like, let's just watch it in the dub. That's how I started. Mm -hmm. Sorry, there was a fire. Um, Oh, my God. You hear this? There's nothing I can do. It's cats. (laughs) Um, But, so the dub is so well-respected. I was like, yeah, let's just watch it in the dub. So... We've been doing that, and she has one thing she said to me in like episode three or four, maybe. And the thing with Full Metal, maybe five, is that it starts so fast, or at least they try to set the tone pretty quick. Yeah. Do you remember the Shao Tucker episode? Uh, Nina and the the, dog.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, episode four. So
0: there's this like really dark moment in Full Metal, and you know, I will say it is one of the more, quote, animated, like loud, wholesome, funny, comedic. Animes out there that really messes with like the, with comedic animation and with mm. characters yelling out aghast a lot of the time, and she's like, it's weird to me that people are so into this. This is like more of a kids show than anything. Mm. And I was like, I understand where you're more coming from. More of the
1: from. era. More of the era too, I think.
0: Definitely more of the era for sure. Um, but also, I was like, I mean, you know, by the end of it, this is not suitable for children, and it's like it really gets it, you know, complex. More and... crimes. <laughs> Yeah, like, they, they really go for it, and they take some pretty big swings, but it's pretty hilarious, because I, like, I was like, wait, this is the fucking, this is the Shao Tucker episode. Yeah. <laughs> then, buckle up. I was like, yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. Let me know if you still think that at the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we're rewatching that, and, like, I'm just having a blast, because I have a chance to watch it again, and such it's, a good I, job. I think she's really coming around to anime in general, and this is such an accessible one. Yeah, um, I think Leanna would probably agree. I'll have to ask her about that next time I see her. But it's cool oh, that they are really both watching it. it.
1: When we watched it, like we really like. She, you know, it's one of my favorites, and you know, she really liked it too. And uh, yeah, it was just one of those ones we got, you know, whatever. We got caught up with something else. But uh, oh yeah. I'm so excited to go upstairs tonight. Just like all right, what episode are we on? <laughs> <You> yeah, <know? laughs>
0: I think we're on uh, eleven or twelve right now. Oh nice. So we're both early days.
1: There you go. Next time we next time, when we all get together to see Nope, we'll be able to talk about Full Metal.
0: Yes, exactly. There you go um i'm just about out of stuff man what about you yeah.
1: i got i got two more things Hit um me. so there's this new game on xbox that just came out it's called as dusk falls oh it's a game um, it's a game yeah so it was i think it was announced at like summer game fest so like a month or so ago and it was like have you ever heard of um uh the game until dawn it's it's kind of like um, like a, like, not like choose your own adventure, but it's like it's like a horror game, and you know, oh like yeah, you I play have. as a group and you choose your options. You know, if you choose A, affects you know result B kind of thing. It's a, but it's like a narrative story. Yeah, and you're kind of almost like not quite on rails, but anyway. So that's it's kind of one of those games. So like it's telling a story. You you know you choose you know uh, what you say and you know it could fuck something up later down the road. It can completely change your story. It's all about you know these you know, bridge maps and, you know, big decisions, crossroads and all that. Mm -hmm. But the fun thing about this game is there's a part, there's an emphasis on party play. So what you can do is update, like you and like seven other friends or people, um, if you don't have friends, (laughs) if you have strangers. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, so like people can play on their phone. So Leanne and I have been playing this together. Uh, So we we started up last night. Um, I had the controller. She downloaded the app on her phone and everyone makes the decisions as a group so like you know if someone just like, wants to fuck around and be like oh i want to say this in this instance and kind of like you know, so it's you just care- cross platform um like... i think it's only on xbox but it's just like a phone app you can get ah. but like you could, like i don't know if i'm actually not sure if i can invite like if you guys were playing on yeah. your xbox if you'd see the screen at the same time as us interesting um it'd be fun to look into but anyway so it was just fun so like you know uh you know we kind of do it where like she'll pick one and i'll pick one and then the game like kind of will do like a uh, roll the dice to see like what you know which one of you like it'll just like choose one of them kind of thing mm-hmm. and we've had so much fun like it, it's a really cool game it, it, it's kind of like uh, you ever seen a scanner darkly mm-hmm. the the keanu reeves movie um I know what it's, it is, a, but no, it, I haven't seen it. See it almost looks like a comic book. A rotoscope, that's what it's called. The visual style is called rotoscope. Oh, okay. So it's like people and then it's almost like an animated filter put on top of yeah. like live action or whatever. Yeah. And it's almost like picture book. Like you don't see the characters like fluidly moving, kinda of like, you know, cuts from one animation to the next. Kind of like how um the way the house was is Like it's almost like a clip. You
0: know, oh, like one, one so still yeah, clip to yeah, yeah. the next. And then, it's and, just sort and, of like, like yeah, cascading. They,
1: it cascades and the audio is over top and all that like it's it was a little jarring at first, but by like you know by the point we got like two chapters in yeah, after about a couple hours of playing we were r- really normal to it but it's like a lot of fun and we were like laughing of like oh we don't know what to pick and and uh, and it co- you come to points where everyone the majority has to agree on like one of the major decisions so it's like just the two of us so, like we both have to agree which one to pick but if you had like eight people like you know someone could break that tie kind of thing you know potentially of rowdy. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny, but uh, it's it's really really fun, and I don't know. It's on Game Pass. So I don't know how much time it costs, but hmm. it's it's like a really fun. Like I I would actually like to get a group together, all in one room. You know, people all on their phones and making the decisions and playing the game through together. It's 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 true. Just the two of us. We were I sense a last game night
0: in our future.
1: Yeah, it's it's really fun. Like I'm never. I know there's there's lots of games out there where you can do like um, like on Amazon you can do watch parties on Prime oh yeah you know you can like set up a show watch it with a bunch of people and like people get involved and I know some games on actually this game has it too there's like Twitch integration where the uh, the people watching the stream can like vote to like what ha- or like you know what the narrative choice will be kind of thing yeah um, so I don't know it, it's fun it's, it's, it's weird like I've never really played a game like this with someone played, else have
0: you played Among Us? no I haven't Really that's so yeah. weird it was like it's like such a weird thing in the like gaming zeitgeist I figured you would have been like super
1: aware of it but it's God, I'm not but the one thing, I don't, saw don't play too. no I'm not really a multiplayer guy so like that's true you do hate people. Is, yeah, <laughs> I, I like my alone time no this is like a singular story but like you can play it as like, I feel like it would it would be it would be more like watching a movie. And everyone's like, oh, I bet you this happens. We're like, no, 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 that's not going to happen. This is going to happen. But it's like actually everyone gets to kind of choose what they think is going to happen. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's yeah. really fun. It's definitely worth looking into. Interactive. Yes. Yeah. I'm really, going to Google it. Yeah. As Dusk Falls, you said? Yeah. It's pretty fun. Okay. All right. That's and, on my uh, list. I will wrap it up with, uh, have you heard of the horror movie, sorry, the slasher horror movie, Jeez. X? Uh, it's literally just called X? X, just called X. It, it yeah, came out not too long ago. Um, I've been seeing it on uh, a lot of like best of the year lists. Really? And it so was recommended like, to me by. It, yeah. <laughs> but this thing too, like, I was surprised because like a few people have recommended it to me. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. Like, someone, you know, it's not often someone recommends a horror movie to you. Like, oh, I saw this movie. It was like really good. So I was like, you know, it's on Prime. So we had, I was like, oh, we like watching horror movies. So I was like, let's try it out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I didn't know it was a slasher, and that's definitely not, like, my lane of, like, horror movies. Like, the gore can be a little much for me sometimes. Yeah. What an unhinged movie. <laughs> like, really? Yeah, it was... Uh, Where did you watch it? It was on Amazon. Um, yeah. I was, like, it was on my list to rent it, and I was going to go rent it. I, I kind of like how Google TV will now will tell you, like, instead of renting it, will say, oh, it's on this platform to go watch. Yeah, that is really Which, handy. Yeah, so I was like, oh, cool, so I just, like, went to that. But, um, like, Kid Cuddy is in it uh britney snow you ever heard from uh what are those singing movies Jon
0: snow's sister john
1: snow's sister no uh it's britney snow pitch perfect surfboard That's
0: watermelon <laughs> john, john snow, snow.
1: <laughs> sorry <laughs> ah, deep cut um but yeah so like you know a couple a couple people in it i i hadn't heard of the director before his name's ty west but damn dude unhinged damn, dude. Yeah, it was, uh, it was kind of, like, not a remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but, like, clearly a lot of homage, like, was being done towards that movie, and that movie scared the fuck out of me growing up, watched it yeah. way too young, uh, the so, original. as a guy that hates horror films, should I check this out? Um, probably not, but I just, I thought it'd be fun to bring up, because just not something I normally watch, it's, like, yeah. October, September is kind of, like, my horror movie zone true of say. the year. True say, true say. But, uh. It was like it's on all these like top ten lists of the year so far. I'm like, well, we I got some free time. We want to watch a movie. Let's knock it out of the park. And at the end of it, we're just kind of like, holy fuck! It was it was pretty brutal. Like the first the first real kill in the movie was just so over the top. I was like, holy, like, do you? It's that moment, I looked at the end, I was like, you know, like, if, if you want to watch something else, like we can, we can turn this off right now. <laughs> like, you like 20 minutes in, like, you know what? Um... No, it was like, well into the movie, and she's like, the movie's like more than halfway done, let's just finish it. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, yeah, You gotta power yeah, through. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. I, I ain't a bitch, and I'll finish this. Yeah, yeah, yeah easily, easily. But, you want to uh, turn the lights on? <laughs> no, but it was good, it was just like, um, you know, it's like set out in like the middle of nowhere, Texas such a random like it's set in the 70s it's like a group of people they're trying to um, there's this i guess there's this famous back in the day uh uh like a porn flick debbie does dallas or something like that and they're trying to like you know like live off the coattails so they're going down to this farm to make like a porn film nice and just like it's the two elderly people just go unhinged on them spoilers sorry Um, Mm -hmm. But it, it's bound to happen. People are going to get killed. But anyways, it's completely caught me off guard. This movie is off the rails. <laughs> like, Jeez. Yeah, it was really, really good. And funny enough, yesterday, uh, they or t- uh, yeah, yesterday they announced they're doing a prequel movie. And, Interesting. like, already been made. They, like, kind of did them back to back. And it's, oh, yeah, it's really, I love when they do shit like that. It reminds me of, uh, like, Cloverfield. How they're kind of making them. Oh, yeah. Like, an kind of make them in hidden. Disjointed kind of universe, yeah. but also not disjointed. I, I see what you yeah. mean. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. If, if you're into horror movies and slashers, check out X. Check I am out not. X. This my. Like, I, re- I really don't like the demon shit, but usually that's what we end up watching a lot of the time, the possession stuff. But slashers, mm-hmm. I've never been a fan of. And I actually enjoyed this one. Again, crazy, but is, it was good. Is Nope a thriller or a horror? Uh, I would. Probably right in the middle. My guess would be right down the middle. Mm. Have you seen yeah. um, Nocturnal Animals? I did. Did not like that one. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, that was a little too thinky. Kind of made me like, oh, if you're not smart, you don't get this kind of vibe. Fair enough. Yeah, I had, very see, I just,
0: I have very high brow. I mean, it was made by Tom Ford, right? Was it really? Yeah. Tom Ford. He, he's only done like two movies. He did uh, A Single Man and Nocturnal Animals.
1: Like Tom Ford. Like
0: the high fashion designer. $10,000 suits yeah really yeah seriously damn okay yeah I did not know that these only made those two movies and both got oscar noms
1: wait Doctor animals is the one with jake uh, gyllenhaal it, okay just making sure yeah, yeah i've seen it. and uh amy adams amy adams okay yeah i have seen that. yeah i didn't i didn't dig that
0: see i just have i have so little to go to in the way of thrillers and, and all that stuff
1: I'll, I'll put a, you know what i i we like those a lot i'll put a list together for you because i know you've been asking about them because you don't watch them a lot and i'll i'll put a little list together for you buddy
0: oh there you go bud i'll just watch them in the middle of the day with all the lights on and i'm sure it'll be fine <laughs> um i think we can end on that note yeah the evangelion review is still coming if i don't say I it every episode it won't happen
1: i saw your notes so it's, the next step has been made so there you go
0: um that's coming up soon. If you haven't, uh, definitely subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at otaku Podcast. I think that's it. That's all the self-promotion we're going to do. Listen to us. What more can we ask for? Um, Grant, is that it? That is it. Okay, I think that's it. You say the thing. Bye, guys. Cheers.